Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you get podcasts. And be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at MLUPod. And you can also follow me, Peter A., on Twitter and Instagram at It's Peter underscore A. Now, today we're going to be talking about a lot of the great happenings from Bandcamp over the last couple of months. And Bandcamp has been a great resource for independent artists because you can buy music directly from an artist Bandcamp page and a lot of the revenue goes to the artist. And it's been a great place for independent artists to share their work, merch, etc. Especially during this time because artists can't tour so they can't make that money that they would usually make from playing shows, so Bandcamp has been a great resource for you to support an artist directly. Some record stores are starting to reopen, but even so, that's not like the greatest place to like directly support an artist, I think. Uh, usually, it would be at a show, and you buy merch, music, etc. from the artist at that show, but that can happen now. So, Bandcamp has been doing a great job of stepping up and helping independent artists with their Bandcamp Day, which is which has been dubbed uh, every first Friday since May, they would waive their fee. It's fifteen percent, I think, and all the money you would buy from an artist from Bandcamp goes directly to the artist. Let's say an EP or costs ten ten dollars, or a T-shirt costs twenty five dollars. The artist gets that $25 or $10, which I think it's is incredible. And on May 1st, the first Bandcamp day, artists and record labels made $7.1 million. And last month in June, add another $4.8 million. I think that is incredible. You know, when you think of how much money the music industry makes as a whole, it's not that much, but for independent artists and labels... That is everything. So we're going to start right here in New York, and we're going to go through a lot of a lot of mostly just stuff that I found on Bandcamp that that started out as an exclusive to Bandcamp and may have moved to streaming services, and some stuff, uh, a few artists that I think you guys should be you know looking out for. Um, some of these artists didn't do stuff on Bandcamp, but didn't do a whole lot of stuff on streaming services as well, but we'll, I'll explain later. So we're going to start right here in New York, the Aphrodite. Former guest on the show, she put out a brand new EP exclusively to Bandcamp at first called To Finally Let Go. And if you heard Aphrodite before, you, you, you know the deal. You know, very soulful, sensual, hip-hop stuff, um, beautiful stuff. It's Aphrodite with a zero. A-F-R-Zero-D-I-T-E. Aphrodite stuff is very similar to that of, like, Soul Aquarians. You know, Erykah Badu, D'Angelo, Common, The Roots, that kind of aesthetic. A um, lot of rich harmonies, detailed instrumentation. Staying in New York City, Miss Eves. She put out a single exclusively to Bandcap at first. Um, Cactus Killer. And this is actually going to be on a brand new EP 
How It Is, which is out right now as we speak. They'll go definitely check that out. Buy it on Bandcamp too. Support her directly. And I think Miss Eves makes the best music for single and for struggling artists. It's incredible. Um, you know, songs like Homebody, Left Swipe Left, Paper Mache, Single AF. You know, it's it's great. It's really great stuff, and it's it just kind of takes the stigma out of being single and you know, you know, struggle not struggling, but just um, you know, working very hard and not not being rich. Because usually with in, in in hip hop, it's like look at all the stuff I got, um, and it's kind of showing off. But like Miss Eve is kind of like showing. Her struggle, which which is also a part of hip hop too, showing struggle and how you overcome struggle. Um, but she kind of takes the stigma out of being single. But with Cactus Killer, you know, uh, one of the, some quotable lyrics is like, "Everyone asks what's my problem. No time to date because I'm working. Don't have no pets. Don't want kids. I'm a cold bitch. I kill cactus." That's fucking hysterical. And it's perfect for right now because, you know, we're all indoors anyway, and. She's basically talking about just being single and I'm going to kill a cactus because I have no time to look out for pets. Even if I had a cactus, I can't even take care of a cactus. And Miss Eve is also a former guest on the show, too. And it's almost like I have a bias towards the people that have been on the show. But, you know, great artistry is great artistry, you know. Another former guest, Twin, put out uh, at first an exclusively uh, Bandcamp single, Suitsay and Thrice. And again, Twin always tries different styles. Even in uh, on their last album, every song was 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 at least trying to be very different from from the from the next. And when I talked to Twin, they were like, "We're just trying to make Twin music, not trying to fit into any specific subgenre." Of course, even though if you listen to their their songs, they have a very uh, ethereal sound. You know, almost. To that of uh, Cocteau Twins. But I'm not saying they're exactly like Cocteau Twins. But just in that, that style. Not, not that style exactly. Just very airy. You know. Uh, ethereal stuff. Really beautiful. And ap- borderline atmospheric too. But you know. A common theme with, with between these uh, two singles. The songs have a lot of colors. A lot, it's like a sonic mood ring. A lot of... Um, you know, uh, just a lot of different patterns and just kind of changing abruptly. It's really gorgeous, actually. And the, the lead singer, Jane Fitzsimmons, she has a very unique voice. You know, once you hear Twin for the first time, it's like, wow. You know, very unique style of singing, especially if you see them live. It's just like, wow. Unbelievable. Um, you can say that there's a lot of bands that have a lot of reverb-heavy shoegaze-like vocals, but Twin, Twin's a little different, I have to say. You have to hear it for yourself, and you judge, you come up with your own opinion, I think. So, I think one of the MVPs of, of COVID quarantine, I think, is uh, Felicia Douglas, and you might know her from Ava Luna, Dirty Projectors, and Gemma. And recently, over the last couple of months, she's been putting out some solo singles on Bandcamp and they're fantastic and we're going to talk about Ready for Your Miracle, Getting Through, Joy of a Silence. We'll just start with Getting Through and this tune is very minimally produced, uh, lots of instruments but they only come in when it's when it's necessary and the piano's kind of, they have the right amount of space between the notes 
You know what I'm saying? It's very it's very interesting. And the, the focus on, on these, a lot of these tunes that Felicia put out, the vocals, it's very vocal heavy, but not in an arrogant way at all. I've heard some albums that have been very vocal centric and they just come off ridiculous sounding in my opinion, but not Felicia in this case. It's almost like a guitarist place in, in a rock song. You know what I'm saying? Like when you hear any kind of band, you expect a lot of guitars, but it's not like... It's it's like the, the bedrock of it, but it's not all of it. But it's almost like Felicia songs. The vocals are the foundation of it, but that's not all you're getting is not just vocals. You're getting a lot of beautiful instrumentation and production with her gorgeous vocals. And Ready for Your Miracle is almost the opposite of Getting Through. You know, there's almost... It's, it's a danceable song. Lots of dance-like synths. Very spacious and minimal, again. And they only come in when necessary, but... Yeah, I guess the central theme is, you know, just vocals and singing and harmony and melody with the, a different production style with, between these tunes, but they're definitely worth your time. Uh, Joy of a Silence, released on Juneteenth on Bandcamp, and I almost forgot to mention that too. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Bandcamp on Juneteenth uh, in a little bit, but they did have Bandcamp Day on, on in early May. Early June, and on June nineteenth, they dedicated all their um, all their fees to the NAACP, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And uh, Felicia was one of the culprits who released a great tune on that day. And Joy of a Silence is just um, an excellent use of, of counterpoint. A lot of beautiful melodies running parallel against each other. I would definitely check that out. This is not on streaming services. It's only on Bandcamp. Joy Over Silence, Felicia Douglas. Definitely check that out. And Felicia's other project, Gemma, had a, a very great July 3rd Bandcamp day. They released a surprise single, Keepsake. Gorgeous tune. You know, classic Gemma. Just very pretty tune. It's almost like a calm before the storm, which is ironic because as I'm recording right now, a storm is brewing. Lots of thunder and, and lightning, hopefully to keep these fireworks people inside because, my God, this year's 4th of July was the absolute worst. I got no sleep at all. Fireworks every like 5-10 minutes to like past 1 in the morning. It was obnoxious. And I've, always, I've never been a big fan of fireworks, but this year, I really hate fireworks now. But anyway, back to Gemma. Keepsake. And I think, I hope... That this is isn't just for Bandcamp. Hopefully, there's more um, Gemma on the way. But I don't know. Felicia's been very busy with uh, Dirty Projectors, and they just put out a new EP too. That's also worth checking out. Um, but Keepsake is almost like a musical journey. It opens up with brief, soft horns, keys, and some some strange synth-like instruments, almost like uh, an Animal Collective song of sorts. And with these intergalactic guitar riffs that kind of poke in and out. It's a really, it's a gorgeous tune. Um, definitely worth your your time. And it's exclusively on Bandcamp. You can't get it anywhere else, at least right now. Uh, if it winds up on streaming services, then you kind of know that um, a new Gemma project is on the rising. Maybe. I don't know. Just my guess. Uh, Gemma was also featured on uh, New York NYC Sides Volume 1, a compilation of unreleased tracks from artists based 
in New York City, and it was curated by artist and native New Yorker Araya Was. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. You can correct me. All proceeds go directly to Food Issues Group, providing meals to NYC's most vulnerable communities from housing insecure LGBTQ plus youth, out of work, food workers, and their families during the COVID pandemic. So the NYC side's volume one is definitely worth your time. And it has a lot of Bandcamp exclusive tunes um, from a lot of New York artists like IGBO, Matt Scothic, Gemma, Arthur Moon, and plenty more. But I want to talk about two tunes specifically. I want to talk about Gemma's Offering. And again, exclusive track to Bandcamp to this NYC Sides compilation. This tune is just, it's a beautiful offering, if I can say that. Uh, cloudy, rhythm, rhythmless synths, they kind of find groove and a rhythm towards uh, the end of the track. It has kind of a loose song structure. I'm not sure where the chorus begins or ends or where the verses begins or ends. It's uh, it's very interesting, but it's it's a song that's like... It's it's almost like it's an earworm, but it it's, it sounds like it wasn't meant to be catchy, you know, because there's no real earworm hook that kind of, that like a typical pop song. But I guess that's what makes the song interesting. But I'll definitely check that out. Again, it's only on Bandcamp. You can't find this anywhere else. Um, Gemma offering on the NYC sites compilation and this New York funk group IGBO. They had uh, an exclusive single on this compilation, The Foundation. Um, beautiful song. Uh, it very, has a soulful brass section with a sparkling flute that kind of makes a, a welcome cameo. Um, th- this group, you know, I've been to a lot of shows over the last couple of years in, uh, in, in, in Brooklyn and in the surrounding New York City boroughs and... I haven't heard a band like IGBO, you know, maybe they've been playing a lot, I've never seen them, I've just, you know, but there's a lot of like, you know, indie rockish acts and that's why I love bands like Gemma and Ava Luna, they just kind of break that, that mold because they're so unique and creative and uh, I can't wait for shows to come back to see uh, IGBO live because just listening to this tune, The Foundation, it's like... It's a, it's a funk, it's like a block party, you know what I mean? Almost like the, the, what, what the go-go acts from DC were. That's what I, I picture, I just picture uh, just an open field with people dancing. That's the kind of aesthetic that uh, IGBO brings. So definitely check um, these exclusive songs from Gemma and IGBO and the NYC Sides compilation. Mr. Ty Siegel, now he's no stranger to Bandcamp, and for a while, a lot of his earlier work was not on streaming services. They were only on Bandcamp. It was almost like Tysicle was dragged, kicking and screaming to to get his stuff on on streaming services. And he put out for free, exclusively on Bandcamp, Seagal Schmigal, a Smeagol, or I think that's how you pronounce it. It's full of covers of uh, Harry Nielsen. Uh, the st- uh, songs from his album uh, Nielsen Schmielsen in back in 1971, and this is incredible. I cannot stop listening to it, and I- I'm not a huge covers guy, 
but I do like cover albums if they're done correctly. Like, the last one I can think of off the top of my head that I loved was um, the Black Keys cover compilation to uh, with a bunch of Junior Kimbrough songs, and that, that was incredible, but this, this one is just as good, especially like Coconut. Um, there's a ferocious bass line uh, on Ty Seagal's version. It's just remarkable. And driving along, you know, Ty Seagal has been the king of of backing vocals recently, he he really he's really working on his like melody and his harmony game. You know, it's awesome. And of course, jump into the fire. You know, the original version is uh, to me when I first heard this song, I'm like, this bass line, this is one of the best bass lines I've ever heard. And if you if you heard if you're familiar with this song, jump into the fire. Harry Nielsen, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And Ty Seagal's version does it justice. Remarkable. Um, so definitely check that Ty Seagal, Seagal, Smigal. I said Schmigal, but it's there's no CH, just an M. So Ty Gall, <laughs> Seagal, uh, Smigal, Ty Seagal on Bandcamp for free. So definitely go check that out. Pom Pom Squad. Um, they released a cover of Crimson and Clover. It's a cover of the Tommy James and the Shondells 1968 song. And this was released on uh, Juneteenth. Uh, June 19th, and as I said before, Bandcamp donated its share of sales to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And this tune, this cover was quite popular. There was a whole lot of press for this. You know, Stereo Gum, Vice News, Nylon Magazine, even Tegan and Sarah, they co-signed it as well. And Tommy James himself posted about it. So, wow. Uh, Mia Barron, uh, lead singer of Pom Pom, definitely struck gold with this one. Well, the whole Pom Pom squad in general. Uh, but speaking of Mia, um, she actually started a very interesting conversation regarding you know, people of color's representation on music blogs, and more, more specifically, under the radar. You know, she called, I'm not going to say call out, but she started a discussion with them um, by not featuring any people of color on their top 10 for the week of 619, Juneteenth. Um, and they responded back to them saying, uh, feel free to recommend any, you know, POC artists. And, uh, here's my, here's my thing about that. I think that, you know, it's, it's the job of every music publication to find artists and to put artists on and definitely cover a wide range of of artists, I think the conversation is definitely important because I, you know, I read a lot of music blogs, and some of them do a horrible job at covering a black artist. You know, if you read a lot of hip hop focused sites, uh, of course they're going to cover a lot of black artists because hip hop is a very it's 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 a black dominated music form, even though it's it's global, it's worldwide now. But you know, going outside of the hip hop realm, like. Articles like Pitchfork, etc. You know, I'm not saying Pitchfork doesn't cover black artists. They they do, but I'm saying like a lot of art, a lot of sites like a Pitchfork that cover all forms of music don't do the greatest job of uh, of covering black artists. They don't, and I I think that when a publication is asking artists after someone says that you don't cover black artists a lot. I think that's problematic because you as a music site 
should like that's your job you know what i mean if you're going to run a music blog you should be actively finding new artists any way you can every day not every day but i guess if that's if you're a daily publication of course you should always be looking for new artists of all walks of life including black folks you know you know what i'm saying if you have to go on twitter and say, please recommend me artists. I, mean, I think it's fine, but like, I think your publication already should be doing that, you know. And I see a lot of a lot of artists on Twitter, and they recommend artists of color all the time. It's like if if we're if us as fans and musicians are able to do that, like, what's the point of reading publications like yourself? That, that's my thing. I'm not saying Nia's wrong for calling out, or well, not calling out, but starting the discussion with. Under the magazine, I'm just saying that if you're, <laughs> that's what you should be doing already. Like that should be your job to um, find new artists of all walks of life. If your site normally just showcases, you know, the, all the Phoebe Bridges of the world. No disrespect to Phoebe, but I'm just saying if you're just covering artists like that that look like her, that's that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like you you should. You should always want to write about or talk about artists of color, anyone that you find, you know? I think it's cool that you go on Twitter. Like, let me just say this. If you're the, uh, a publication, you should, every day, you should ask artists, what are you guys listening to, especially if they're people of color? You know what I mean? That should be your everyday focus. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's just me. But definitely check out uh, Pom Pom Squad's uh, cover of uh, Crimson and Clover. It's fucking gorgeous. And it's only on Bandcamp. It's not on streaming services, at least not yet. Yeah, so moving on to Dummy. Um, it's an LA group, and they released this on Bandcamp for free. I don't think it's on streaming services yet. I think it's going to be. But I'm, I'm, I don't think it's on. I think it's only on Bandcamp as we speak. Um, if you like Stereolab and noisy psych pop stuff, this is definitely for you and this is an example of wearing your influences on your sleeves but the sweater that you put on looks really good you know what i'm saying because like, if you hear dummy for the first time you're gonna think wow this sounds exactly like stereo this sounds a lot like oh excuse me sounds ex a lot like stereo lab but the songs are really good and they're interesting so hopefully if dummy continues they continue to grow and evolve their style and kind of you know, stick out in their own way. That doesn't sound exactly like Stereo Lab, but it's really good stuff. Definitely check out Dummy. Uh, it's only on Bandcamp. It's not anywhere else. As we speak, I think that's all the great Bandcamp exclusive, or at least at first it was exclusive. But a lot of the stuff that I talked about recently was was stuff that's on Bandcamp that you should definitely check out, regardless if it's on streaming services or not, because the artists get the money, or at least a good chunk of the money but outside of Bandcamp there's been a, a, a few artists that I want to mention a lot of you guys probably know especially if you're a big hip-hop fan or a big New York hip-hop fan you probably know about Dave East and recently over the last three months since we've been on lockdown he's been putting out a string of new songs that haven't been on on Spotify Tidal Apple Music they've been popping up on SoundCloud and on on YouTube I'm talking, of course, about uh, three specific ones. See, he's he's put out a few more, but 
these are the three that I think you guys should definitely pay attention to. Uh, really With Me, Amazing Part 3, and My Loke. And I think that, I believe these songs are going to be on the upcoming Karma 3, A Thoughts of a Menace mixtape. And again, if you're a big fan of Davies, you're, you're familiar with the with the Karma mixtape series, which I highly recommend if you're trying to get into Davies. That's a great place to start, I think. And I think, and I believe that Davies is definitely con- continuing the path of, of great New York mixtape rappers like Lloyd Banks. You know, a lot of his uh, Karma mixtapes are definitely inspired by what Lloyd Banks has done with his Mo Money in the Bank series, a lot of the G-Unit radio stuff, and of course the Cold Corner uh, mixtape series, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, let me let me start with Really With Me. This, this tune is just a great tale of just maneuvering the streets of New York, and it seems to me, from like a sonic perspective, it's um, a tribute to just being New York, being in New York in the summer, block parties, you know, especially if you watch the video, you know, it's cruising through New York, there's ice cream trucks everywhere, it, it, it's, it's really great, you kind of just hear New York, and, and Method Man recently said on, on Talib Kweli's podcast that Davies definitely embodies New York to the fullest, and that is true. Amazing part three, uh, this song is fantastic. Um, the, the beat is just totally left field. It's almost like trance-like. You know, it almost sounds like an introduction to like a Dead Mouse song. But not like all the way. Don't, don't get me confused. Like, I'm not saying Dave East is making dance music now. But the, 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 the beat kind of reminds me of, of a trance-like song. And again, it's another street tale. No hook, no chorus, no nothing. Just rap straight for six minutes. It's really good stuff, and it's not on any streaming services. Like, the, the thing about a lot of these Davies songs that I'm talking about, they're very replayable. Very replayable, and you, you, you only can get them on YouTube right now and on SoundCloud, and um, you can't just throw it on your Spotify playlist or your title playlist right now. Um, you kind of have to either download the SoundCloud website or go to the... Go to SoundCloud in your browser to listen to it or go on YouTube and, and, and listen to it. But whatever, it's there. It's Anywhere you can listen to music is the right way to listen to music, in my opinion. And uh, the last tune on, on this Davies list is My Loke. And it's a great song, but it's, so, it's kind of sad because it's a tribute to his close friend King Shooter. I think the best appearance that I've heard from uh, King Shooter with, with him together with Davies was their remix of Pop Smoke's Welcome to the Party, another late New York rapper. But, um, yeah, King Shooter uh, passed away with COVID complications. And there was actually a vigil for him a couple of months ago. There was a vigil for him, and a lot of people were arrested in Queensbridge um, for violating social distance rule. But what's, what's kind of fucked up is that in May, in Brooklyn, 40 people were arrested for social distance violation, and 35 of them were black, which is fucked up because a lot of people, mostly white people, were protesting mask wearing, and nothing was really done about that, which is annoying. I mean, I saw some, some people get arrested, but it's not like, not like how it was in New York a few months ago, which is terrible. Please wear your mask, people. Please protect yourself and wash your hands.
Wash your damn hands. Um, but yeah, Davies, Milo, definitely go check that out. This is on streaming services, actually. It's on Spotify and wherever. But uh, the other tunes I just mentioned are, are not. So hopefully Karma 3 comes sooner than later. Uh, but let me tell you a little bit about uh, King Shooter. Um, he Right before he passed, he put out his his debut album, Still Outside, on, on Nas's Mass Appeal label. And Nas's brother, his own uh, imprint, Street Dreams. So he was signed to both Nas and Jungle. Um, and it's sad that, you know, he passed before he can actually grow as an, grow as an artist. Uh, another artist I want to... I want to talk to you about is Flo Millie. Um, she released a whole bunch of tunes uh, this year, but since you know COVID started, she put out uh, two songs that I love so much that are very replayable, uh, not friendly and, and like that bitch. And a little bit about Flo Millie. She's from Mobile, Alabama, 20 years old. It gained attention from last year's uh, Bleef, uh, Beef Flow Mix, which is the beat of uh, Playboy Cardi's... Um, uh, yeah, it's a beef from Playboy Cardi's song, Beef, and it garnered over 33 million plays, and she then put out um, a series of singles, um, In the Party and My Attitude, and Phil Millie is just incredible. She's only she's so young, and she has an incredible flow that's very colorful and charismatic, she has a type of charisma that it takes artists years uh, to get. So imagine her in like 10 years. She's only 20. So imagine her at like 25. You know, it's like Billie Eilish. Her first album she put out when she was 17. You know, imagine her at like 28, 30 years old. Same thing with Flo Millie. But um, the two songs that I want to talk about are, you know, like I said, Like That Bitch and, and, uh, and Not Friendly. And especially Like That Bitch is, it just screams confidence. You know, and it's, uh, from the production standpoint, it's a lot of guttural pianos that are spaced out. And again, she's a flow chameleon. You know, changes color with just no notice. Amazing. And, and not friendly. Similar thing, a lot of southern, you know, gritty pianos. Uh, similar to that of, of Crank That uh, from Soldier Boy. And she's basically just she's keeping it real and not putting up a front with, with anyone. And that's the kind of aesthetic that you get from, from Flo Millie. And I'm definitely looking forward to what... She has coming soon. Hopefully we get an album or an EP from Flo Millie, but we'll see. So, I guess the moral of today's show is just, if you want to support artists, especially independent artists, see if they have a Bandcamp page, because that is the, at least right now, since there's no shows happening, that's the best way to support artists, because again, the money is going to them. It's going to them directly. You know, there's no shows now. Bandcamp is the way to go, at least for, for certain artists. And I think I think a lot more artists should be using Bandcamp. You know, because they, they take a 15% cut. And I'm not sure what Spotify and App Music, etc. are taking. But I'm pretty sure it's more than that. <laughs> pretty sure it's definitely more than that. Alright, um... It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you get podcasts. And be sure to follow the show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at MLUPod. And you can follow me, Peter A. Twitter, Instagram. It's Peter underscore A. 
All right? Stay safe. Wear your damn mask. Wash your hands. Listen to tons of music, especially on Bandcamp. All right? Later days. Later days.